Hello and welcome to the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Caster. Here is always my co-host at Birdsaw. Mr. Birdsaw, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not losing the will to lift tonight. It's so uh, that's that's uh that's definitely a plus. Definitely it always plus. is. I'm, I'm I'm all smiles. I played some pickleball before. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling energized. Yeah, I'm 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 ready. There's a it's a weird show because we just counted before. I, when we were doing the the AFC home games this morning, Jake and I, I felt like there were a ton of games. And I was like, how much are, are Adam and I going to have to do? And I counted four games. Well, we counted. We counted just now. Four games. Yeah. So you're going you're to get some bonus content. We were going to do an a entirely dedicated show to what else we're going to be talking about. But because we have four NFC home games. Uh, we're just going to do it here. We're going to combine two shows into one. So happy days, bonus content for all of you. Oh, you beautiful people, beautiful people. You know, you, you know, me, man, the people, big time cursor, uh, all that, all that, you know, I look out for you, beautiful people. Yes. We love our listeners and we love our fans. So I love all my listeners. I, I really do. I feel like at this point, you just say that because you know, it annoys me that you say yes. that. Oh, 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 Adam. <laughs> You get me in a right mood and when I want to be a little pretentious and it just brings a smile to my face. Yeah, it's fine when you're pretentious. I tell you what, though, I tell you what, though, Adam, you're very lucky that I did go out and play some pickleball today because when I I was I've been working pretty much all morning and then all afternoon. And then one of my friends, she texted me and was like, hey, do you want to go play pickleball? I'm like, uh, yes, yes, because I'm getting cabin fever sitting here and went out, played pickleball for about two hours and. Yeah, I could smile now because I feel I feel good. I played I played great pickleball tonight. I was I was on it, and it was good pickleball too. Shout out, shout out to all the people of over over at Vets. A bunch that listen to the podcast too because they know me. So shout out to all my people over there. Don't know yep. if they know anything about fantasy football, but they just support me. So that's what it's all about. And and by association, Adam, they support you too. So well, that's great. Thank you to the people that play pickleball. I should really get into that because it seems like a lot of fun. It is, and it's a very social game, Adam. Yeah, like golf. Yes, yes. And you get to meet a lot of different people. A lot of different people, different skill levels, and everybody is is very, very nice. All right. Well, so for this segment that we're doing, um, we're going to do a buy low. And a, what? Yes, Bird? Well, I was going to say, we, we could do the game previews first. And then okay. after the game previews are done, we could just do the buy low and sell high segment that we were going to do because this is, okay, this is can... a forced trade season for, for everybody. Yes. All right. Let's do that. That's cool. a, that's a good idea. Cool. Okay. So let's get into our first game and that is uh, the commanders and the Falcons. It's not a great set of four games that we have, because, but we'll, we'll make do. So yeah, Washington heading into the ATL to go and play Atlanta and um, no real injuries to report on both sides. So let's hear it. Are you, where are you starting for the commanders? See, I actually think this could be a very sneaky, good game. I don't know why I don't, I, I, I honestly, I don't know why, but I feel like this could be a sneaky, good game where there are some points scored, but obviously take that with a grain of salt because this is the Atlanta Falcons with, as we know, our, our acquaintance, 
I won't call him friend, acquaintance, Desmond Mitter. So well, he is at home. So that helps. Right. Right. So that helps. That helps. Maybe he scores a rushing touchdown. Who knows? That's a, it just seems, you know, par for the course for our good our good acquaintance, Desmond Mitter. Um but and you're not starting John Robinson. Starting... <clears throat> we need to see something at a better Bijan. I mean, that touchdown, oof, that really helped him last week. My God. But low end starting option for uh, for Sam Howell. Feel like a lot of those the, the the points that he got last week, I believe he got 24 in standard uh four point for passing touchdown scoring. The 24 points that he got last week were due in large part to the fact that they were trailing big. And for that entire second half, they were just throwing, 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 throwing. So Sam Howell is a lower end starting option this week, mid QB two. Uh, Brian Robinson, I feel like this game's gonna be gonna be closer for him to have more have more of an impact. Um, he we're gonna I, I mean I was he's one of the names that I'm considering talking about for the for the running back segment. But Brian but Brian Robinson is a, is a mid RB two. Uh, I think you could you could start him comfortably in what should be a plus matchup for him against uh, against the Falcons. The, the receivers, the only receiver that I really feel comfortable starting right now is is Terry McLaurin. Just because you know you look at Jah- you look at Jahan Dotson, you know he really hasn't done all that much. Uh, Curtis Samuel, the games where you start him, he does nothing. The games where you sit him, he goes nuts. So he's never a guy that I'm ever going to start. As Jake and I always say, ne- Curtis Samuel never. Adam Curtis Samuel on the radar, on the radar all the time. Just fire I- up Curtis Samuel if your name is Adam. I was looking at the uh, free agent wire and I was like. And I was looking at maybe picking up a wide receiver and I saw like, oh, hey, it's Curtis Samuel. Oh, fuck. It's Kurt. And like my brain's like, oh, fuck. It's Curtis Samuel, dude. Like, no, I can't. You're a liar. You are a liar. You never once said, ugh, Curtis Samuel. Your eyes lit up like the 4th of July when you saw <laughs> Curtis Samuel. It's just so. Oh, oh, my good buddy. Curtis Samuel. Oh, he's here. The personification of all the things I hate about fo- about volatility in fantasy football. Except when it comes to commanders receivers, you can't get enough. I don't have any of them this year. I do not. No, I don't. I don't know how you're surviving. Pretty well, actually. <laughs> I don't know how you're surviving without without I'm, the command without the commanders receivers. Yeah, no, I'm kind of happy I didn't draft uh, D- Jahan Dotson. Or, or Terry McLaurin. This it's year. crazy. For as much as I talked up Jahan Dotson in the offseason, I don't have a single share of him because he, he just went, he was too expensive. People were just overdrafting him like like crazy. And it just, it never, I never got the chance to to take him. Even even like in startup dynasty drafts, I never got to take him. Well, the problem is, is that we were basing it off of, because like Taylor Heineke loved Jahan Dotson. And so we're yeah. basing his production based on that. But Sam well, when Howell, he played, when he played, because yeah. he also had he had two separate stretches where he was where he was hurt. Yeah. So it was inconsistent when he played. He was great with 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 Heineke, but then he didn't play. Now he's healthy and he's just not producing. Because Taylor Heineke is on the other <laughs> sideline in this game. Correct. Correct. Maybe John Dotson's going to try and bring his buddy Taylor Heineke back. You you, you never know. Uh, and then Logan Thomas. This is the guy I really wanted to talk about because last week a twenty one point five percent target share. For the Washington Commanders, again, in a negative game script, they had to throw a ton. And Logan Thomas really benefited from that. Nine catches, 77 yards, and and a touchdown from him. 
the last three of his four games, he's surpassed the 40 yard uh, receiving yard threshold and is two contests with at least eight targets uh, so far this season. And and he's a top 10 starting option at the tight, at the tight end position. I know in, in my, in my super flex, which is Jake's league, that is tight end premium. I spent $15 fab this week to go pick up Logan Thomas because I needed a tight end bad. I could not just keep starting my good friend as much as I'd love him. Hall of Fame tight end Hunter Henry. I just I couldn't keep doing it because that, that Patriots zero offense, for you. That Patriots offense is, is god awful. Yes, it is. He put it's up a burger horrendous. for you last week. I'm a sorry, big fat a burger, a big fat zero. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. A donut, nothing, nothing. I yeah. managed, to, I managed to survive being up nine and half point PPR with Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams going up against me. Thank you, Aaron Jones, for not playing. I really, really appreciate that. Never been one for, for the for the program, though. But Devontae Adams, oh, like I said to you before we came on, company man. Love him. Um, and yeah, Every time we talk about the Superflex League, it sounds so much more appealing. I want to join next year. I've talked to Jake, probably. but That's Superflex right, right now. That Superflex is going to turn into a dynasty next year. As of now, oh. as of now, so it's just it's just a matter if anybody drops. Yeah, because that sounds like a lot of fun. Because I never, I've never played in a super flex league, never played in a tight end premium league. So super it's flex. just super flex it's, is a new wave. <laughs> it's really cool, honestly. We get a lot of su- we get a lot of super flex questions on the mailbag, also. So we do, we do. We didn't have, um, we didn't have one super flex question in the mailbag last week. That's weird. I know, for like the first time ever. Nobody sent in a superflex question. I was and I hunted for one. I was like, oh my god, do we have a superflex? Nothing. Nothing. Weird. Yeah. Very weird. But yeah, that's it for uh for Washington. Start Logan Thomas. He's my, I believe he's my tight end nine. Yeah, tight end nine this week. Only wow. guys that start over him, Waller, Goddard, Ingram, Kittle, and then the obvious top four, Laporta, Andrews, Hawkinson, Kelsey. Yes. Man. Um, Dallas Goddard. Well, we didn't. We're not going to talk about him because you and Jake already talked about him. Yes, we did. But, yes, we did. Yeah. And, and, and Jake said, and, and you've also said, he's a Jets killer. He is. Well, he's only played the Jets like what twice? Twice. Three he's times. Had good, he's had good games against the Jets twice. Yeah, the Jets aren't great at covering tight ends. No, nope. so. and he should. He should have another good game this week. At least. At least we hope. Already. So moving on to the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think like, listen, quarterback is a deep position and everything, but I don't know. I feel like yeah, I want to see it again from Desmond Ritter. I almost called him Desmond Ritter just out of sheer well, habit. Well, I mean, you but, can, I mean, you can, because that, that is most certainly his name. Um, I don't want to besmirch a fellow Bearcat, even that, though I didn't go to these. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah though, you can, you could start. Desmond Ritter, if you want to lose. See what I did there? Yeah, I do. Gave everyone, gave everyone a, a, a little mini heart attack. Like I was going to vouch for starting Desmond Ritter. No, absolutely not. You do not start. You do not start him under any circumstances. I don't, I, I don't care. I don't care what situation you have. That's pretty comprehensive. There's so, somebody else out there that you could start that is not named Desmond Ritter. You could probably start Zach. Would you start Zach over Desmond Ritter? No. Okay. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> okay. That's where I draw the line. 
It's close between Desmond Desmond Ritter and Daniel Jones. Very close. Yeah, well, we don't even know if Daniel Jones is going to play this week. So, uh, Brian Dayball did say that Daniel Jones that they, they believe he's going to be in contention to play. That's just that's just abuse. They send him back out I, I there. I completely agree. I completely <laughs> agree. Why? Just honestly, putting any quarterback behind that offensive line is malpractice. Again, behind that offensive line, too. Yeah. And this well, no, is, that's what I'm saying. And this is and this is the problem with this is going off into a, into a tangent about the, about the New York Giants. I'm I'm sincerely sorry for this. Um, but the point is, and I talked about this on on the AFC show. We talked about it a little bit with Jake and I, but. Say the Giants suck enough and they get Caleb Williams, right? What does bringing in Caleb Williams actually do for this football team? Basically nothing. You know, nothing. actually, I think you nothing. said that on the review show. I remember because I remember listening okay, so to we that. We talked about it three shows in a row. Awesome. Yeah. But the point stays the same. What, what does that bring to the table? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, it really doesn't. No. I mean, you're just going to have and you're going to ruin his development. Also, because he's going to be running for his life and he's going to have bad habits. Well, he, and, he's athletic enough and he's better than Daniel Jones. I mean, D- Caleb Williams, when he enters the league, is going, to, is going to be a top 10 quarterback just automatically. He He's that good. But you're putting him in a position where he could get hurt right away because you have an offensive line that is just absolutely fucking awful. Well, it, Daniel truly. Jones is a running so, quarterback, Sorry for too. swearing, but awful. Sorry for swearing. Sorry That's, for swearing, but awful. Says the... The big time cursor. Yes, yes. Big time cursor. Sorry for swearing, but brutal. Anybody, anybody, put put Gerard Taylor back there for Christ's sake. Yeah, I, just it's it's rough. But anyway, that's we'll talk about that in another time. Yeah. Um. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, Bijan Robinson. You're starting him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler Algier. He's my RB four this week, Bijan. But you, yeah. you start him. He's still looking for that first rushing touchdown too. That which is which is crazy. It's I know, absolutely crazy that we haven't seen that rushing touchdown yet from from Bijan. Two receiving touchdowns, but it's coming. It 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 is coming for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird because. He should have had three touchdowns in week one, but Tyler Algier was the touchdown vulture for him. Yeah. yeah. And the Falcons were terrible in the and other look, weeks. And look where that, look what's, look what's where that's gone. Look what Tyler Algier has done since then. Basically nothing. Hint. Yeah. Ugats. Yeah. You know what Ugats is? Look it up. <laughs> it means nothing. Thank you, Adam. Yes. You've been paying attention. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's really, really warms my heart. <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. All right. Uh, and then anybody else? Well, I mean, Drake London, he had a good yeah. game. Yeah, I actually think this could be this could be a good day for Drake London. And I say that very cautiously because this is Drake London. These are the Atlanta Falcons and Arthur Smith, who, as we know, Adam, fill in the blank. Hates fantasy. Hates fantasy. Exactly. Very good. Yeah, I I would start Drake London as a low-end wide receiver three. That's where I have him. My wide receiver 36. 
like the guys that I have in around him, I have Gabe Davis, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton ahead of him. Behind him, I have Michael Thomas, Josh Palmer, Tutu Atwell. Okay. Oh. Yeah, he's right on the threshold. So if you have him and in and around those names, you could you could start Drake London. Should be a plus matchup for him too. Yeah. Although, I mean, Drake London, uh, just. But that 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 Washington secondary stinks. So he should he yeah. should be able to produce numbers against them. True. Well, the pass rush is good though. So yeah, the front seven is very good, but you you could throw on Washington. If you have time to throw on Washington, right? But the Atlanta, the Atlanta offensive line is good too. Yeah, I've heard. I'll, re- I'll rephrase. I'll rephrase. Solid, solid. I, I, I won't say good. I've heard that they're serviceable. Sir, yeah, serviceable. It's a great word. Yeah. Um, and then any other receivers for them? Uh, fuck no. But Van, Van Jefferson, keep an eye on him though, because I just have a sneaky feeling that he becomes a thing. Well, I mean, you trade for somebody for a reason at that point. Yeah, but the Vikings also traded for Cam Akers, and Cam Akers is ne- is sitting very comfortably behind Alexander Madison. That's true. Although you never really know what's but name. Certain. I mean, Adam. Adam. I mean, just do, do do this exercise for me if if you possibly can. Name three receivers for the Atlanta Falcons that are not named. That's not named Van Jefferson. Well, Drake London. Yeah. Matt Collins. Uh-huh. Um, there you go. You did the easy part. <laughs> oh. There's two you definitely heard of. Is it? No, Olamide's the case. is on the Eagles now. No, he's on the Eagles. Yeah, he's on the Eagles now. Oh, fuck. The one that you would definitely know, his claim to fame is being with the Bucks. I wouldn't say his claim to fame... Well, is it Russell? Is Russell Gage back with Atlanta? No, it's not Russell Gage. Okay, his claim to fame is being with the Bucks. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. Yes, and the other one is Kaderil Hodge. Oh, I could not have guessed that. No, I I, I didn't guess Kaderil Hodge either. That was the one that I didn't know. But Scotty Miller, I did know. Oh, that was the one I well, didn't know. There, there you go. But so most yeah. people, so- most people couldn't name three. I that's, just how, that's just how barren these this receiving core is. It's brutal. It is pretty brutal. I don't know how. Just such a weird in between team. The right, Atlanta but Falcons the, I mean, are. this is the this is the problem though with 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 this team is is you thoroughly expect that Drake London is by himself. He's going to play a ton of snaps, and he should get a ton of work because he's the wide receiver one in a receiving room that quite frankly sucks, and he just doesn't do it because the Falcons are the Falcons. Well, they're just the worst Titans, basically. They bring pain and misery into all of our lives. They're the Titans, but worse. They're the Titans yeah. with a worse quarterback. Of course, it makes it makes a ton of sense because where did Arthur Smith learn his ways from? Mike Frabel. Who? Hates fantasy. Thank you. Who learned his ways from? Bill Belichick. Who also? Hates the Jets and fantasy. That, that's it. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm glad we've established that correlation. Yes. I saw your uh, Instagram poll also. I don't think that Bill Belichick should be fired. I don't think he should be either. But could he be? Yes. I would be shocked if he got fired. For all that he's done. Stunned. Honestly, if I get a text 
And I've asked around about this and everything I've gotten has been absolutely no chance. But if I get a text that the Patriots have fired Bill Belichick, I, I would be floored. I would come on this podcast. Adam, this is a promise to you before we get back and talk about the Falcons. Okay. I would come on this podcast. I would unload on that organization. Unload. Yeah, that would be that would be a scummy move. I would be surprised if he like resigns at the end of the season. Or or not yeah, even resigns, yeah, I could, like I could retires. Absolutely see that. I could absolutely, absolutely see that unless he presents a plan moving forward. But quite honestly, does Bill Belichick want to do a rebuild? No, he's unless old. unless you're promising unless unless he's getting a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or they're in a position where they can get a quarterback, then then maybe then maybe, but pff, I, I, no. why would he want to be there? Also, I mean, I get it. Football guy, pride, all, all that. Got it. But if this is the way it's going to be, and the Patriots are going to be in the spin cycle and just going getting worse and worse and worse by the week, we've had two weeks in a row where Bill Belichick has seen the two worst losses in his entire tenure of being head coach of the New England Patriots. And they've scored three points between them. Yep. Three points in two weeks. That's, that is unheard of. Yeah. It's a mess. It, it, I mean, it's a mess. Why would you even stay there for the rebuild? Bill Belichick has won eight Super Bowls in his career to his defensive coordinator and six right. as a head coach. Right. Wait, is that right? No. He's, yeah, this, no, he's appeared in eight. He's won six. He, well, six as a head coach. Six as a head coach, yes. Okay. Oh, that's... Yeah, six as a head coach. Six is, and then two as defensive coordinator of the Giants. Correct. Correct. Yes. Anyway. Uh, okay. Let's Falcons. So, Bird, Jonu Smith or Kyle Pitts? Both. Both. It's shitty. I know. It's, it's a cop-out answer, but both. Arthur, Arthur Smith loves his guys. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I would. St- I would start both. Um, what about the defenses? Um, no. honestly, I don't think any of these are worth it. No, it's honestly, it's a pretty shitty week for defenses. It is. It is. Good luck finding a streaming, a streaming defense. Like unless you uh, have new Orleans, uh, maybe have the Rams, the chiefs, but outside the dolphins, the bills, but Honestly, if, you're stream- if you're streaming defense this week, good luck finding one. New Orleans might not be a great matchup for them because CJ Stroud has looked great. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm riding with Baltimore, hoping hoping for the best. But anyway, that's besides the point. Let's go into an NFC North <clears throat> battle between the Vikings and the Bears. Vikings going to the Windy City. Big news out of this game is that um, Justin Jefferson is on IR and Jordan Addison's questionable also. But really, the big thing is... I think Jordan Addison's going to play, though. Yeah. There's nothing to me that suggests that Jordan Addison's going to miss, at least not yet. 
Right. I mean, it's only Wednesday as we're recording this. Right. So. Right. Um, and then for the Bears, actually, just all the running backs. Literally. Yeah. It's I'm, weird. I'm, I'm going to have a hot take for that one. Yeah. Clue Herbert's doubtful, though. So yeah. it's. Clue Herbert, Herbert doubtful. Roshan Johnson has the concussion. Probably won't clear if you know we're stacking the odds up. And Travis Homer has a hamstring, which leaves one man. Deontay Foreman? The cockroach himself, Deontay Foreman, the man who will not die. Good for him. It's incredible. It really is. And, and I have a hot take for him. I have a hot take for him when we get there. Okay. Well, let's start off with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. And Kirk Cousins, I'll, he's I'll keep, been... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The journey hasn't been great, but he's had no. he's putting together a good season. They put up points. They put up points every single week. The journey is never pretty. And they turn the ball over. They are the number one turnover team in the National Football League on offense. They 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 hand over the ball. Like alarmingly. I'm surprised. Alarmingly, yeah. That he only has four picks. It's it's, it's almost laughable how this offense cannot hold on to the football. It it, it, it honestly, it's hysterical. And sad. Yeah. Hysterical and sad. Yeah, it's uh, it's painful. It is. It really is. But you're starting you're starting Kirk Cousins, and it helps that he's at one o'clock. And it also helps. By the way, it also helps that the Vikings are bad because if the Vikings are bad. That means less primetime games, and the less primetime games, the less stinky Kirk Cousins. The less stinky Kirk Cousins means the good Kirk Cousins. The more good Kirk Cousins means more fantasy points for you. So build that correlation. Well, there you go. Um, okay. So Alexander Madison starting him. Yeah. Yeah. You're starting Alexander Madison this week. I, I, he's not, it's, he's the same as everyone on the Vikings. The journey is not pretty, but it does feel like that he's found his groove a little bit. And just based on what we've seen since Cam Akers has, has really gotten into the building with, with the Vikings, um, Alexander Madison has kind of turned it on a little bit. I mean, the rushing numbers from last week were absolutely pitiful, but he was able to score. And really, if you look, if you look at the running back just position as a whole, the running back position as a whole, the running back scoring is down. So yep. if you're if you're scoring, odds are you're going to put together a top twenty four week. So if if you're able to do that, then then, then you're in, in pretty good shape. But if we're going off of the touches from just the last two weeks, Cam Akers has 14 touches uh, the last two weeks since he's been with the Vikings. Alexander Madison has 28. So to every two touch for Ma- two touches for Madison, Cam Akers gets one. So Madison is still comfortably the RB1 here. And quietly, he's been fine. He has been completely, completely fine for... For fantasy managers and half PPR scoring, he's been a top 20 running back four out of the five weeks. And people are complaining about Alexander Madison. Like, what, 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 what? Well, he had one bad somebody game. Else to complain about, for fuck's sake. There's a lot to complain about in fantasy this year that, especially the running back position, that I don't think Alexander Madison deserves it. No, but the problem is that he just hasn't scored a rushing touchdown. But, well, as we the talked Vikings about. Stink. 
The Vikings last, stink. That's not his la- fault. Yeah. Let's talk about last game. There are other players in higher profile roles that um, also have not scored a rushing touchdown this right. year. Right. So. Um, he has a, he yeah. basically has the same number of touchdowns as B. John Robinson has two receiving touchdowns. Yep. Oh, by the way, for Kirk Cousins, his best game of the year was in primetime. Funny enough, against Philadelphia on Thursday night. And that was a game they were getting just absolutely track raced in. Yeah. And this game is probably not going to be like that. This could be a good matchup for Madison. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I think so. I, I absolutely think that we could see something out of Madison in, in this game. But has to happen this week, considering next week he gets the 49ers at home. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that has the potential to be not pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. The receivers. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson. Injured reserve with that hamstring. Um, and I mean... That's the question is like, what's going on with the receivers and what does this mean for Jordan Addison? What does this mean for KJ Osborne? Both are fantasy viable. I I think the one that I'd rather have longer term is Jordan Addison. I think now we're going to see more design plays for him just because they're going to have to. But I think the one that stands to benefit the most is not Jordan Addison. It's not KJ Osborne. It's It's TJ Hawkinson. I think TJ Hawkinson is going to explode now from this. I think Hawkinson is now the the alpha uh, target man in this offense now that there's no Justin Jefferson. And and for what it's worth, too, uh, I doubt, unless the Vikings really pick it up and and rattle off some wins here, I don't think we see Justin Jefferson for a while. And I know that's like, that's what everyone's saying is, you know, that, you know, Justin Jefferson, they're only they're only going to bring him back when he's ready. I have heard this is just speculation. Nobody from the Vikings has said this to me. This is from other people connected with other teams. So take this okay. for what you will. But these people have said to me that they would not be surprised if Justin Jefferson does not play another down this year wow now take that for what you will i think he will but if the vikings are out of it they're tanking what value do they have in bringing justin jefferson back well also Justin jefferson is he not looking for another contract a new contract that's also part of it is that he does not have that contract if he had if he had that contract then Okay, maybe he'd sit. Maybe he'd be more than comfortable to sit because he's got that wad of cash. But if he's looking for that massive contract and he's not playing, then what is that num- where does that number go? So Yeah. Well it's take I mean it, it, take that with a very fine grain of salt. Because yes. nobody from the Vikings has said anything to me. Okay. I mean it it kind of makes sense, but also it's not great for fantasy. The metaphor, the metaphor that I got was the Joe Mixon foot. Joe Mixon foot. When oh, the ba- when the bangle the year before the Bengals drafted Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon had a foot injury. Air quotes. I remember that, that. he was kept. He was kept out. The Bengals continued to stink. 
They didn't bring back Joe Mixon. What did the Bengals do? They got the number one overall pick. And what did they do with the number one overall pick? They drafted a guy that I, is so near and dear to my heart. Old Blue Eyes, Joey B. And the rest is yeah. history. The rest is indeed history. Um, Love that boy. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, that's TJ Hawkinson, you're starting, by the way. Yes. You don't even mean to as tell if, that. As if that wasn't clear enough by what you yeah, were saying. As if, that was, as if that wasn't clear. Yes, you're start, you're, you are starting him. Yep. All right. Chicago. Yep. Uh, Justin Fields, I feel like you can you can trust again, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Justin Fields is fine, and I said th- I said this all along. Kalma, Kalma. Yeah, you start you start Justin Fields. Top five play from this week. Start him. And then, all right, let's hear it. What do you have about the running backs? If Deonta Foreman is the only guy that's going to be back there, you could start Deonta Foreman as a top thirty six play. I think so. I mean, if he if he's get, who else is getting touches? I mean, they're gonna they're they're probably gonna sign somebody, right? Sign or elevate somebody, I would think. But because like, what if Deonta Foreman gets hurt? Right, they're gonna have to have somebody back there. But I think Deonta Foreman could see the ball a ton. He's just been sitting there. He's been sitting there doing nothing. So if there's no Roshan. There's no Khalil Herbert, which is going to be no Khalil Herbert. He's, he has a high ankle sprain, from what I've been told. Uh, yeah. And there no, then no Travis Homer. It, it's going to be Deonta Foreman, and I think I I think you could start Deonta Foreman as a top thirty six play against the Vikings if if he is the only guy that we think is going to get touches in this game. I swear to God, this happens at least once a year, where we're just like, oh hey, it's Deonta Foreman. Let's start him, and he's going to... You're not... Here's the thing. You're not dropping significant fab to get him. If you could pick him up with an empty claim, good for you. Do it. But you're not dropping 5% of your fab. No, you can't do that. Because there's a chance Deonta Foreman burns you. Well, yeah, I mean... This is Deonta Foreman after all. Yes. If your league doesn't do continuous waivers, we are recording on Wednesday. Um, so if your waivers have already been done... And you might be able to pick him up for free on Correct. the free agent. Correct. Free agent Correct. wire. Yep. And I, yeah. Yeah. Most but, leagues, most leagues now are, are, are continuous waivers. I, I'm shocked. Yeah. Well, I mean, our, you know, the non our league that we're in, the non guillotine league is not continuous waivers. Right. But I think it's also, it's also because ESPN has this funky thing that they do where they don't allow free Sunday pickups. So I think it's a lot easier to just do the non-continuous waivers versus other sites like Yahoo, uh, CBS, Sleeper, even NFL, even NFL.com. They allow free Sunday pickups with continuous waivers. Oh, that's nice. Right. Right. So if ESPN would allow, would do that, then continuous waivers would be a vibe. But yeah, that's they a, don't have that. that. They like don't have that though. feature. All right. Um, cool. So that's that for the running backs. Um, <laughs> I mean, DJ Moore had an amazing game last week. He's at two. He had two amazing games in a row. Yeah, start him. Fire him up. This is this is a boom week for DJ Moore. Yeah, the Vikings defense sucks. He's gonna have another huge game. He's gonna have another monster, monster game. DJ DJ Moore for me. I moved him up after we recorded Jake and I. I moved him up. He's my wide receiver ten this week. DJ Moore. Wow. 
I love him. I absolutely love him this week. Start him. Start him with an insane amount of confidence. And then Cole Komet. Start him. Yeah. Start him. He's been good for two for two straight weeks, too. Start him. Awesome. I also think in, in, in deep leagues, deep leagues, 12, 14 team leagues where you have buy problems, injury problems, whatever, Darnell Mooney could be interesting. Yeah, only two teams on buy this week, and that's the Packers and the Steelers. Yeah. So might not be too As if much. anybody is missing anybody on the Packers or the Steelers. Well, especially, I mean, in the tight end, at the tight end position, you know, you probably already have a backup for Luke Musgrave and Pat Frymuth because they've sure. been out. Sure. So, yep. But, you know, just so people know. Right. All right. Next game, we're in, already in the four o'clock uh, slate. Oh, it's man. Just, where's the time gone? It flies. It really does. And it is the Arizona Cardinals making their trip into Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium or Inglewood to be more specific uh, to play the Los Angeles Rams. So yeah, for the Arizona Cardinals, the big news from them is James Connor with that, um, you know, that knee injury. I just picked him up in the guillotine. It's, it is rough. Tough. And so he's on IR. Keontae Ingram is questionable. Um, I know that, Oh, I completely forgot his name. The uh, third string back. Amari DiMercato. Yes. Uh, a lot of people were picking him up in waivers. So if your waivers run on Thursday, then take a look. Yes, Bird? Makes me laugh because I just don't think DiMercato is going to be the guy. I think a lot of people are going to look stupid. Yeah, but also it's like, why would you want a Cardinals running back that's not James Conner? Right, right. That That's also part of it. But I don't think he's going to be the guy. I think it's going to be Keontae Ingram. Well, Keontae Ingram is questionable. I think well, if Keontae Ingram plays, I think we see more Keontae Ingram. People that start DiMercato are going to feel absolutely stunned. Like, this isn't people picking up Elijah Mitchell if Christian McCaffrey gets injured. Correct. Correct. Yes. It's not the same. It's really not the same. No, it's not. So this I don't a, get it. This is a stopgap plug and play option, uh, very similar but different to Jaleel McLaughlin. Where I think with Jaleel McLaughlin, you kind of knew what you were getting because I think there was a talent there, um, and it was in a matchup where you at least knew it was going to be competitive, right? With the Rams, it, the Rams could track race the Cardinals. Yeah, well, now that the Rams have their full arsenal of weapons, nice pun, nice pun. Yeah, Arsenal I- Rams. I didn't family, mean to club, do that. family clubs, Stan, all under the Stan Kroenke umbrella. Nice, nice pun. Well, they're going to rain down an avalanche of points. All right, I, I, that was that, that, that's trying too hard. <laughs> that's trying too hard. I, I know you you dug that nugget out of somewhere. Ah, look at this. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no pun, oh, uh, and you did it very rapidly too. Oh, I was gonna say, let's go rapid fire with these uh, <laughs> with these players. All right, if you want to go rapid fire with these players, we definitely can. Yeah, um, also gotta so, do, we got to do buy, uh, buyers uh, the buy low, sell high, and yeah, we got to do that in like thirty minutes. Yes. Okay. So Josh Dobbs, a uh, super flex. Yeah. Okay. And then we already talked about the running back situation. I would um, I would avoid if you can. 
But if Di Mercado is the only guy, you start him. Yeah, I, once again, it's the Cardinals. If Ingram plays, I would avoid it. If Ingram does not play, Di Mercado's fine. Well, like how how often are they going to run the ball? They're going to get boat raced by this team, probably. Probably, probably. You're hoping you're hoping for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, Marquise Hollywood Brown. Hollywood. Is yeah. Question yes. is questionable. Yes. But is if he plays, then yeah. Absolutely, without a doubt. And then who else? <clears throat> uh, Zach Ertz. All right. Another cockroach. Hey. The man won't die. Love Zach Ertz. I do too. I do too. Man has won me. Man has won me many championships. So, shout out Zach Ertz. Great guy. Yep. And then for the Rams, Matt Stafford, obviously. Yep. yep. Uh, Kyron Very Williams. Good play, Matthew, St- Matthew Stafford too. High end QB two for for me this week. Not not enough. Oh no, I'm sorry. He's a he's a low end QB one for me. My my QB twelve. So yeah, yeah. Start him. I feel like the Rams have always had the Cardinals number. Like well, also helps when you have uh, Stafford, Cop, Puka Nakua. Oh, Puka Nakua. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Oh, I love that song. It's so good. One of my one of my finer creations. Yes. Don't ask it, me how I came up with it and how my head just you know. It's so musically just into it, but it is. It is. Puka Nakua, but a vibe. Man's vibe. Love him. Well, you, you never know when inspiration strikes. It's true. It's true. I mean, listen, uh, Eminem could go into, a, go into a studio and pen an album in two hours. I could sit here and just comp, comp songs within an hour and a half. You know, it's it's for some of us, we just get it. <laughs> I think it takes Eminem a little bit longer than two hours to write an album songs you never know you never know <laughs> i i'm gonna take an educated guess and say that it's a bit i'm gonna take the over on that one i'm not a real big fan of his work a uh, hot hot take but really oh i i'm a, I'm a big m guy ah no no come on you you know the music that i listen to yeah it's not rap nope nope it's no, even though even though even though i've gotten into like the the the, the furthest that i'll that i'll go is like um Falling Universe has some rap in there in their music. I, I've been on a big sleep token binge and they have some some rap in their stuff, but that's like it's like metallic rap. So it's like is that is that the same? Yeah. Well like Limp Biscuit? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Kind of. But like like it's 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 metal. Yeah. It's metal, but they just you know find spots they have a verse where they just spit bars. That's always fun. Okay, we gotta <laughs> we gotta run through here. Yeah, but um, Kyron Williams, you're starting. Yeah, and then the uh, receivers, you're obviously starting Puka and Cooper Cup. Deep leagues, you can start out. I mean, two to out. Yeah, Allo might catch a random touchdown in this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did last week. Yeah, and then Higby. Ah, uh, let me refer to the ranks. Let me refer to the ranks. I'll tell you. Lower lower end option. I'd rather him over the likes of Henry and Joku, but I'd rather start both Falcons tight ends, Dalton Schultz, Kulkamet, Zach Ertz. All He's right. my tight end 16, if that helps. It does. All right, last game. 
who would have thought when we went to the season that this game was between two teams with one loss each. But we have the Detroit Lions going into Tampa to play the Bucks, and injuries. There are a lot of them to yeah. big to uh, big name players. You know, Jameer Gibbs, he's questionable. Amon Ross St. Brown, he didn't play last week. Uh, he's questionable heading into this week, and Mike Evans also questionable for Tampa Bay. Yeah, and, and I'll add on to that: Mike Evans and Jameer Gibbs did not practice on Wednesday either. Yeah, well, it's Wednesday, but it's just something to monitor, right? But start start of the week, start of the week. You know, if they're going to return, you want to see maybe like limited, but they both did, but still early, still early. So it's not completely out of the realm that they that they uh, that they that either one plays. Yeah, it's weird with Gibbs because it's a hamstring injury, and those can just be super up and down. Yeah, I mean, same thing. Same thing with Evans. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with Evans. So, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely a, a a wait and see on both. But you want to see a limited on Thursday or Friday. If they can't practice at all, then I mean, at this point, everyone who listens to this podcast, you know the drill. You don't practice on Friday, you have essentially no chance of playing. Yep. And then uh, St. Brown has the abdomen injury, but he practiced in a limited capacity on Wednesday, so that's good. Yes, I I think St. Brown has the the best chance out of the three of playing. Um, okay. So you're starting Jared Goff. Yep. You're starting David Montgomery. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Montgomery for me is a, he's a top six play startup and sickening. I know. Well, <laughs> I mean, when you're good, you're good. And David Montgomery is good. Nah, it's, it, it, it's just disgusting. It's just, it's absolutely sickening. It really is. He's playing Madden against these guys. Yeah. On rookie mode. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Sadly. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, because because of Jameer, because of Jameer Gibbs. Because Jameer Gibbs just looks like shit. Yeah. We're well, gonna use it's... him in ways that we haven't seen before. Oh yeah, we're gonna have him. Uh, Get out touch two to one, and we're gonna see him not play. That that's great. That that's I've never seen that before. Thank you, Ben Johnson. Thank you so much. I've never seen Jameer Gibbs on the bench, but now you have. Dickhead. Who would have thought that that quote, like an innocuous quote in training camp like that, was gonna come back to bite him so heavily? Oh, big time, big time, and and the reaction as well, the draft room reaction from the Lions took him with them going nuts. Yeah, I can tell you right now, the great post-hype sleeper next year, Jameer Gibbs. I know it. I know it already. Oh, people are always going to people always love that. It's classic. It You could set your watch to it. Oh, this guy that people were excited yeah. about. It didn't do well. Oh, he's a he's a great bounce back candidate. Yeah. I can I, I can literally hear myself saying this. The The, the, the difference, though, is that. Jameer Gibbs, you at least know, is still young. Like he'll be going into his sophomore year. It's it's not like a Corey Davis who who was like you know year four, year five in, and some people were still talking him up like he was going to be the next big thing. And now he's retired. I, I feel old. Sadly, sadly, I love him. I love him. The Jets ruined him. Well, what are you gonna do? 
Jets fucking ruined him. Some would say he was that he wasn't really that good to begin with. That's disgraceful. That's just completely <laughs> untrue. And that he had a great season, a good a one year wonder season, parlayed to a giant contract, and then never mind. Hater. He, Stop drinking that hater right at him. He just couldn't catch. He was he was a terrible catcher of the ball. Adam, you are you are just you are drinking that haterade big time. That shutout game against Denver in 2021 was the worst Corey's performance I have ever seen because he dropped at least five or six balls. Yep, that was that was the end for Corey Davis as we know him. But a great guy, great guy nonetheless. I still love him. <laughs> um. Okay. Re- speaking of receivers, let's go into the Lions receivers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we talked about Amara St. Brown. Yep. Will he play? Will he not? But if he doesn't play, um, what does this mean for you know the Khalif Raymonds of the world? A Tampa Tampa secondary is banged up, so if if there is no Amonor St. Brown, you could absolutely start Josh Reynolds. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, and I mean, I just don't think Jamison Williams is that good. I'm sorry, like I know that everybody wants Jamison Williams to be like the next big thing, and. I'll say this with knowing the risk of me saying this could come back to bite me in the ass, but I just don't think he's that good. It has nothing to do with his indiscretions and injuries and everything like that. I just don't think he's not. I I just don't think he's that good. Well, he did tear. He's coming back from an ACL injury, and those are always tough to come back from, especially at a position like wide receiver. But yeah, and he was he's also gambling. Well, yeah, that's not great. He's also gambling. So not only is he injury prone, he's stupid. No offense. No offense, but you know the rules and you're still going out of your way to break them. Like the perform like this is a hot take, but I, I want to keep this short and sweet because we gotta we gotta go. But the point that I want to make is this the steroid thing I can understand in 2023 that guys take things, they don't really know what's in them. And it pops up with a positive drug test. Mistakes happen. Got that. You're gambling? That's not a mistake. You are willingly placing bets on games. I don't give a shit whether it's on your team, whether it's not. This goes for Calvin Ridley too. You bet and you know that as an NFL player that gambling is a no-no. You deserve everything that's coming your way. That is pure stupidity. Why even... Why even have like open any doubt by gambling on anything? It's pure stupidity. And that's not the kind of guys that I would want in my program, at least. Ones that are knowingly, knowingly breaking NFL protocols. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. Yeah. I mean, yes. I think people are just buying into the hype. They're like, oh, God, a receiver from Alabama. That's also yes. true. That is also true. Formerly of Ohio State, then from Alabama. Yeah. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. I just don't it, think he's that good. Sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, receivers from Alabama have failed in the NFL recently. I would say twice. One and a half. Yeah. One for sure. One for sure. For sure. The other one. Jury's still out. Or uh, yes. should I say yeah. the Judy's still out? Yeah. Jesus. The the, <laughs> the, yeah. the 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 
that Judy is still is still out. Yes. I think he stinks too. <clears throat> yeah. So I mean they're betting on that. Uh, betting. That wasn't that was not intentional. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Adam. I know, I know. Well, I'm not acting. I don't you monster. Nothing against James Williams. I, I want to put that out there. Nothing that I said. I, nothing against him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But he made a stupid choice. Well, yeah, you can hate somebody's decisions without hating them right, as a person. Right. I am never going to personally attack someone because that, that is not in my nature. That's not what I do. I don't personally attack, the per, attack a person's character. I attack the choices that they make. And the choices that he made and the choices that Calvin Ridley made were both stupid. Yeah. Very stupid. Very dumb. Very dumb. Yeah. And I hope I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that I am wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. And Jameson Williams has a great NFL career. I hope he I hope he's a Hall of Famer. Because he was great in Alabama. Right. Right. I hope I hope that kid is a Hall of Famer. I want him to go and prove me wrong. Be better than Jerry Rice, kid. Go crazy. But the bottom line is, I just don't think he's going to be live up to that promise, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Real quick. San Laporte, you're starting. Oh, that too. Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield. Sure. You're... In Superflex, sure. Shaw White. Yep. Uh, hopefully. He'll, yep. He's uh, talking Shaw White. Know. Yep. Starting. And then if no Mike Evans, oh, Chris Goblin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 If there is Evans, you start Evans, and you start Godwin. If there's no Evans, you fire up Godwin. Set, yeah, forget, I mean, fire him up. Yeah, you're starting Godwin anyway. Yes. And then yeah. uh, Kate Otten. My good friend, Kate Otten. Great guy. A member yeah. of the fantasy mailbaggers. This, uh, Portland Portland mailbaggers. Oh, forgive me. Forgive me. The, Port, the Portland mailbaggers. Loved it. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love the Portland mailbaggers. Great team. Owned by Emilio. Great guy. Love Emilio Estevez. Uh, no, you're not starting Kate Otten. Sorry. Ducks fly together. Uh, damn right they do. Yeah. Okay. So, real quick. You want to do rapid, fi- rapid fire and just like one line of explanation? Yes. Okay. We can do that. Okay. So, quarterback, who are you buying low on? Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Jaguars have got to be better. All right. And then for me, probably, honestly, for the same reason or similar reasons, probably Dak. Sure. Like the Cowboys, I mean, this is probably the best opportunity to buy low on Dak because the Cowboys look terrible. Hell, you may not have to negotiate with anybody. He might be free. Yeah, he might be free. I know I've caught him in a couple spots. He might be free. Yeah. Or even I don't know, is it too late? It's probably too late for Joe Burrow. But Oh, I yeah, I think it's too late for Burrow. He would have been a good one like two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh okay. Running back. Or actually, no. Who are you selling high on in the quarterback room? Uh Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah, absolutely. Too hot and cold. Period. 
I'm, I'm mm. Adam. I'm living up to this one sentence thing. I, I just want you to know that. Okay. For me, I think it's fun. Gonna... I think it's a fun little exercise too. Just now, narrow fun. your thought down into one sentence. Yeah, this is this is good for me. Um, who am I selling high on? Yeah, honestly, Brock Purdy. Sure. If you have some, if you have somebody else, then you can get a pretty good, a pretty, a pretty good return for somebody like Brock Purdy. What would the return be though? No, I can only say one sentence. Like what? What, <laughs> what would you get that you would feel comfortable with? Because I, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be, you know, selling high is relative. Like if if someone were to offer you, I don't know, someone were to offer you Trevor Lawrence, I would do that in a heartbeat. Straight up, probably yeah, straight up. In a heartbeat, I would trade Purdy for Lawrence in in, in, a, in a New York minute. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But Pro- but Purdy's been so consistently good, and he still hasn't lost in the regular season. Yeah, but his ceiling is non-existent. No, it's not. Floor's high, ceiling's low. Well, it just depends on who you want to on who you're trading with. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't trade Purdy for Gino. I wouldn't trade Purdy for Russell Wilson. I would consider no. Purdy for Stafford. I would consider Purdy for Goff. Yeah, but like Stafford, you might be. You might be able to get him for free. I don't think so anymore. Not with cutback. Yeah, but Stafford is owned in forty-four point three percent of ESPN. Oh, leagues. that's ridiculous! Oh my god, go pick up Matthew Stafford right now. Yeah, he should be he should be rostered in seventy percent of leagues. Forty-four, you said? Yeah, forty-four point three. That's fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry. Sorry for swearing. Oh my god. So I mean you're right, but yeah, you could probably I get it. I get it. Okay, running back. Let's yeah. go in reverse. Sure. Who are you selling high on? There's a bunch of names that I really I really want to say. Um I- I'll go with the obvious one, Alvin Kamara. We talk, we talked yeah. about this we talked about this on the on the preview show this morning. So I'll just I'll, again one sentence. That's what I do around here. I follow the rules. Rushing efficiency stinks. Saints offense might stink. Okay. Period. There's a comma in there. Yeah. Well, commas are part of sentences. They are. They are. So for all the fucking illiterate people out there. Sorry for swearing. <laughs> um, who would I sell high on? Hmm. There are a bunch of options, honestly. There there are a bunch of options. Hmm. Honestly, if like you drafted David Montgomery, I'll try and fit this into one sentence. But you drafted David Montgomery to be maybe your third or fourth running back. So you could get him, you could trade him at this point to fill a position of need. There you go. That's one sentence. That was a run on. <laughs> I that was a run expert. I'm an expert in run on sentences. I know you are. Yeah, Montgomery's a great one because I, I just have a hard time believing that the Lions are just gonna not use Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, Jameer Gibbs is a great follow too. But honestly, we that we have no idea if Jameer Gibbs is gonna live up to the promise. We literally are saying we've been saying this about Kyle Pitts for three years. Yeah. Also, yep. Mm-hmm. It's the same. Well, it's not the same situation. But it's, it's the like, same, but different. 
Yeah, it's like Same high, it's worse because Kyle Pitts was drafted with a top five pick, but the Falcons were like, "Fuck this." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, uh, who are you going to buy low on? Uh, for the running back position, correct? Yes, for the running back position. There really aren't that many like very obvious buy lows. I mean, if someone is looking to get out of it because he really hasn't done much yet, I would say Joe Mixon. Bengals offense is going to be better, which means the running game is going to be better and he's going to be better. Touchdown yeah. input is definitely going to go up. So, Mixon. Sorry, that was two sentences. It's okay. Um, It's tough. Because I was thinking maybe Javante. But the, but the Broncos offense kind of sucks. I think Jalil McLaughlin could end up winning that job. And Javante could get dealt. That's that would be interesting. Um, hmm. <laughs> I uh, it's a week early for, unfortunately, Brees Hall. You could have easily just said Brees Hall this week, but no, he is no longer a buy low because he's just he's the Ooh. best. No, Brees Hall's an already one for me this week. Yeah, I wonder who's Achilles is going to have to is going to rupture for the Jets to beat the Eagles. Because apparently that's the only way that the Jets can win games this year is if we lose somebody to a torn Achilles. Rooting for injuries? I'm not. Disgraceful. Disgraceful. It's because the Jets are cursed. The views of this rogue host do not express are not the views expressed by the Basement Talk Podcast family of podcasts. This is the views of one host and his personal views do not, do not represent the views of the Basement Talk Podcast, Family of Podcasts, LLC. Rashad White. That's my bylaw. Sure. Sure. Let's go. Yeah. Rashad White, consistent u- consistent usage, and the Buccaneers offense is not better come than off we- the field. That that's like that's the best part about Rashad White is that he yeah. does not come off the field. He stays on for all three downs. Like mwah, chef kiss. And the Buccaneers offense is underratedly good. Yeah. Yeah. For shockingly. Shockingly. Yes. It's good. All right. Wide receiver. Let's yeah. go in reverse again. Who are you buying low? Uh CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. He's had one good game out of five. That's horrible. And he plays the Chargers this week on Monday Night Football. Chargers concede the most points to the wide receiver position in fantasy. CD. Sorry, that was like three sentences, but fuck off. Sorry for swearing. I could be very biased and say Garrett Wilson, but I'm not. Um, I'm going to say Chris Olave. I think a lot of people are disappointed with Chris Olave this year. And I think that the as he grows into the offense, he can produce going forward. Also helps also helps him that he's hurt right now. So I think you might be able to get an even further discount on that if he's banked up. And it's yeah. a toe, not an ankle. So if this is a turf toe uh, issue, which I don't know if it is, I haven't heard anything of it. But if this is like a turf toe, that's annoying because the turf toe that does not go away. Yeah. So he Just could another... be, he could be a buy low, but. Also scored. I mean, he he played hurt and he scored. Yep. All right. Who are you selling high on? 
at the receiver room. Oh, man. There's one that jumps off the page to me for sure. Yeah, I mean, but I also I also said Justin Fields is a sell high. No, 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 not him. Different guy. That was Puka Nakoa. Well, <laughs> there's Puka Nakoa. There's Cooper Cup. Um, I'll go for some. I'll go for somebody a little a little bit different. Uh, I'll say Brandon Ayuk as a sell high. Not that I think he's gonna he's gonna you know come down in performances or anything like that. But there's just so many mouths to feed in San Francisco. You can get a good haul for him. And there are going to be weeks just in general where Ayuk gets his, Debo gets his, McCaffrey gets his, Kittle gets his. And there are going to be weeks where, you know, some of those guys are left in the dark. If you want to just avoid that inconsistency and, you know, that praying that your guy is going to get, you know, his on certain weeks, you can get out of that Brandon Ayuk and get something in return. Sorry, run on sentences. Run on sentence again. But, you know, fuck off. Sorry for swearing. Um, There are two. One is Adam Thielen. That's a great song. I love it. it. It is a great song. It gets me moving and grooving. So it's a tie for me between Adam Thielen because the Panthers offense is gross and Bryce Young is also, I don't know. It's just, I'm impatient with that. You're not uh, patient with the commander's receivers. I can tell you that right now. I don't have it. I once once again, I am not a manager of any of the commander's receivers at the moment. It, it, it makes you sad every single day that you aren't. And then the next one is uh, Nico Collins. Even though good the Texas one. offense, that's a good one. Yeah, the Texas offense is good, but it's a case of who's it going to be on a given week, um, especially when Tank Dell comes back from. Uh, his concussion injury. It's between, you know, Robert Woods, Nico Collins, Tank Dell, and John Mechie, who was also there. Yeah, it's a lot of mid, to be honest. A lot of room for growth, too, with 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 Collins and Dell, but, you know, it, it, you're, you're hoping that your guy is the guy. Yeah, it's just not a fun game to play. No, it's not. But, but it's encouraging, though. Like, who would have thought that in week six – we'd be talking about the Texans having five guys that are fantasy relevant. Yeah. Skill it's kind of crazy. Players. Not even the quarterback. Let's just rule out C.J. Stroud. Pierce, Dell, Collins, Woods, Schultz. Who would have yep. thought? And that just goes to show the, the great job that Nick Casario, say what you want about him, but he's done a great job with this team. And Miko Ryans has has done. He's been a great, great head coach so far. Yep, absolutely. I would I, I would kill, kill to have Demigo Ryans as my head coach. Make Demarcus Ware head coach of the Cowboys. God damn it. <laughs> it's basically the same thing. Listen, listen, there's just some guys that I just hold near and dear to my heart. Demarcus Ware is one of them. And many people, many people mistake this too. A lot of people think that Tony Romo is my favorite cowboy. I love well, Tony. Yeah. I love you Tony. Him, you picked him first overall in your first ever fantasy draft. I love the man. I, I love him. I will always love Tony Romo. It's a part of my childhood that will, nobody will ever be able to take away from me. My favorite cowboy of all time is Demarcus Ware. 
Yeah, it would be like if David Harris coached the Jets, essentially. Right. Right. Only David Harris isn't a Jets legend. DeMarcus Ware is. David Harris is a Jets legend. DeMarcus Ware is a Cowboys legend through and through. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame as what? A Cowboy. Okay. Who inducted him? Jerry Jones. Yeah. He's a good buddy, Jerry. I, I, I love DeMarcus Ware. I love him. I really, really, really do. All right, last but not least. Do you, want uh, univer- t- do you want university DeMarcus Ware went to? Actually, no, I don't. He went what? to Troy. Really? Yeah. Go, go, go Trojans. Go Trojans. Damn right. They're, they are the Troy Trojans, which is, they are. I mean, apt. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The best Trojans out there. Fuck USC. Okay, so who are you? Let's go in reverse again. This is a snake. Who are you selling high on at tight ends? Dallas Goddard. After one good week, are people really going to bite on that? Yeah, yes, because the tight end position absolutely blows. Well, I guess two good weeks, because I'm assuming that he's going to kill the Jets like he always does. Because tight end position blows. You can get something for Dallas Goddard. Uh, it's not going to be, you know, super high end, but I mean, what, 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 who, who else? The tight end position. The tight end position sucks chunks. Yeah, but like, the thing is with tight ends compared to the other positions, if you have one of these good tight ends, why are you trading them? What do you mean? Like you could just, you could just decide that you're going to stream tight end and you can trade your t- you could trade the tight end that you have and go get like a lower end RB wide receiver too. Why add more stress to your life by streaming I bet, tight end? I bet if people have Dallas Goddard and they sent out an offer for like Damian Pierce, I bet there'd be managers that would accept that. If you have issues at your like RB depth, straight up, yeah, probably. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. And da- and Damian Pierce could be a flex guy for you. And, and if there's a like if there's a Logan Thomas that's sitting out there, or a Jake Ferguson, or a Zach Ertz, you pick up one of those guys, and you could just trade Dallas Goddard. Bang. Yeah, like the sell high doesn't work as well with tight end, but the buy low definitely does. At the risk of sounding absolutely stunned, there is no way that Dallas Goddard scores more than five touchdowns this year. No way. All right, let me just check. No way. He currently has zero touchdowns. So, you know, there you go. Well, no, he caught he th- caught a touchdown against the Rams. Oh yes, he has one touchdown. Yeah, he caught a touchdown against the Rams. Might have so, two after this week, if not three. I hope not. I hope so. Is I have Dallas Goddard, and I hope he starting again. And I want him to go fucking bananas. Sorry for swearing. I am excited to watch the Sanchez call a Jets game. Is he calling the Jets game? Yes, he is. Kevin Kugler, Kugler and Mark Sanchez will be calling the game on Fox. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yes. You hope that you hope that the, San- the Sanchez is. Wow, you've, you've actually upgraded in, in terms of announced team. You went from. Uh, 
not retired, but retired Matt Ryan and noted Jets hater Tiki Barber to Jets fanboy Mark Sanchez. Yeah, Tiki Barber, I could feel the seething anger every time the Jets did did something well. Listen, listen. I felt terrible for you Jets fans. You to sit there and listen to Tiki Barber because that man is just not good at his job. He's not. He's not. Yeah. Evan Tiki, Evan Tiki on on the fan, WFAN, awful program. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the no, fan no at the moment. It's just no, all hot he, takes. No, he 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 clearly does not watch the Jets. It, it's obvious. Yeah, we called Brees. I'm not even going to go into it. I I just I'm not going to go into it. But he's just a student. He's just a student. He, it wasn't a good job. It wasn't an A plus performance. No. Honestly, that whole broadcast. Matt Ryan did did have some great analysis though. Honestly, yeah, I'm Matt Ryan of, was good. Matt Ryan was has, good. Tiki Barber was not. He has a lot of potential as a yeah. as a as an analyst in yeah. the future. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, well, that's basically it, actually, because um, yeah, we kind of talked about a couple of tight ends that we could buy low on. I mean, I'll, I'll and, give you, I'll, I'll give you a concrete one. Yes, who was not said? Okay. Darren Waller. Darren Waller. Yeah, Darren Waller is just so inconsistent, and he's icky. He's, he's incredibly icky. But if you have a hole at the tight end position, there, there, there's no more tight end from at this range that has a greater ceiling than Darren Waller does. The ceiling for Darren Waller is greater than the ceiling for Dallas Goddard. Hundred percent. Like, pick up Dalton Schultz, pick up Jake Ferguson, pick up Zach Ertz, pick up Tyler Higby, if they're available. Pick up Tyler Conklin, maybe. I just Logan the, Thomas. The, I don't know if you said. I don't know if you said him. Logan oh, Thomas is another good one to pick up. Logan, Logan Thomas. The destination is not worth the journey for Darren Waller for me. Sure, sure, that's fair enough. Which is to say, the ceiling sucks. Yeah, because the Giants suck. And the Giants also- do suck. The Giants do suck. And you know who else sucks? Their fans. Their fans absolutely suck. Uh, I do not agree with the views of this row coast. But I couldn't find a team that deserves this more than the New well, York Giants. E- even when Darryl, even when Darren Waller was in in Vegas slash Oakland, he yeah. was inconsistent and kind of like the journey sucked, but the destination was okay. So, yeah. Well, it is definitely alarming. I, I will put it this way. Alarming that Darren Waller through five games is basically at four receptions a game, about 11, 10 and a half yards per catch, and no touchdowns. That is alarming. But then again, the Giants offense is putrid. Yeah. This offense so. is putrid. But... If they're going to be trailing in games, that's going to mean a lot more throwing, which means a lot a lot more opportunities for Darren Waller. But if he does not play because of this groin injury, which, wow, Darren Waller with a soft tissue injury, color me shocked, then that's a that, that definitely is a big problem. Yeah. I mean, he did get 11 targets last uh, last week. So, I mean, that's good. Yeah. But what was the, what was the what was the theme for that game when, when he was getting those 11 targets? They lost 31 to 16 to the Dolphins. I know. 
I know. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can uh, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to leave a review and tell us how much you love us. And also uh, submit questions to the mailbag. Is there an email for that, by the way? Or uh, Yeah, I put it in the, in the episode descriptions. So it's all there. Okay. All right. Awesome. Be sure to do that. Yep. And if you want your questions answered, your fantasy advice given. So... Yeah, and you could and you could also if if you go on to uh, Fantasy Pros and you go into my uh, profile on Fantasy Pros, you'll find all my socials linked on there too. So you can always DM me on the socials if you know the email doesn't work for you. Do you want to make sure that uh, I'll I'll have an easier way of accessing your questions? Some people have also done that, which is which is I never thought of that, which is you know really really interesting that people have actually gone out of their way to to find that and then find you know hit me with the DMs, which is which is nice. Which is nice. Strange that I have uh, that I have people sliding in my DMs looking for fantasy advice, but hey, it's what I do. Yeah, well, this is the career that you've chosen for yourself. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. By the way, I had a tw- I had a tweet that blew up uh, over the weekend, which was fun. <laughs> it always is. It's fun. No, it was a lot of fun. Over yeah. over five hundred likes too. Wow. I need to. I think I, I'm pretty sure I saw it. What was it about? It was about the Cowboys. Of course, it was. Yeah, it's like uh, it was it was a, it was a, it was a reply to their to their picture. I'd said something oh. like this aged well or something like that. Like they were getting like it was like time to eat or something like that. I said this aged well. Oh, I I remember that. That was yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, age age proper. Like fine wine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, all right. Well, everyone, good luck. Week, good luck in week six, everyone. Submit your questions to the mailbag. Yes, uh, the, the tweet in question was defense is hungry. <laughs> and you said this aged well. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, for my co-host at Birdsall, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.